Welcome to Widowcast Podcast, where you learn how to find the strength to get through your journey and the skills to coach other widows. This is not your average grief group. This is your journey group. It just may show you the way to make something amazing come out of the emotional pain and trauma of widowhood. I'm your host, Joanne Philomena. I'm the best-selling author of Widowed and Widow Coach, and I'm a professional certified life coach. Let the healing and your personal journey begin. Hi, my friends. Have you missed me? I missed you. (laughs) I really did. This morning, I came across something, though, that really made me think of all of you. And um, I thought, boy, let me jump on and get a podcast in the can about this, right? It's about what makes you angry as a widow, because we all have things that do that, right? I have a widow friend who posted on Facebook this morning. You can thank her for this whole episode, (laughs) right? Um, I didn't grab her fast enough to see if I could like use her name and the whole post here. Although I'm sure she would be fine with all that. I never do it unless I clarify it ahead of time. Um, I did mention on her thread, gee, maybe I'll do a podcast about this. And she said, please, please do it, do it. I will share that her post basically addressed When a widow tells another widow, welcome to the club or welcome to the club no one wants to be a member of. She was basically saying in her post, enough. My husband died. There isn't a club and I'm not a member. (laughs) So this is something that really has been triggering her. And truth be told, that whole club no one wants, it's always rubbed me a little the wrong way too. Although I understand the sentiment, I really do. Her post was fascinating because it triggered many, many comments. And I'm always interested in following that kind of stuff, right? Most of the comments were from those who were not even widowed. They ranged from... I can't believe people can be that stupid. That's actually cruel to perhaps they don't mean to be insensitive, but rather a method to describe we're all in this together. Um, What were some of the other responses? Um, Have only ever heard the term used by widows. So I guess it's not offensive to them. And my friend, of course, responded to that comment saying, I am them. (laughs) You know, hey, I am them. There was a widow on the thread that posted, I agree, I hate that word. Uh, There was another response that said, let me know if you need help. That's unacceptable and mean, which was kind of sweet, you know, like, hey, if you need me to, you know, someone to talk to, reach out. Um, Another one that I know triggers many, many widows is people asking, how are you doing? And that may even just be in relationship to how long it has been since you've been widowed. Because I know initially when people said, how are you? I almost couldn't even handle it. I would just say, I'm fine. Thank you. (laughs) I'd walk away because I just couldn't even respond to how are you doing? Right? Some widows 
have got this and they just choose to say fine and move on or perhaps to say, hey, today's a little better. Other widows are furious. How can they even ask this? How do they think I'm doing for heaven's sake? Or insert whatever kind of sake you're thinking. (laughs) I can't even say on my podcast. I know I always kind of early on, I kind of fell into that latter camp where it was like, how do they think I'm feeling? You know, it's like, come on, I'm going to tell you I'm feeling fine because I don't want to stand here for an hour and cry on your shoulder. But I just lost my husband. As I got a little farther out, it got a little easier to just brush that off or to even get a little more honest about it. If somebody said, how are you doing? I would say, you know, there's still tough days, but, you know, I'm, I'm trying to put this together for myself. You know, the one that I truly hated and would just have the most visceral reaction to was when people would say, I know just how you must feel because whatever. And when this usually came from someone who was not a widow is what would trigger me right? They were like, I just know how you must feel because I went through a divorce or because I had to put my dog down. I don't think I was ever openly rude, but man, it would just irk me. Like, how dare they try to compare? They don't know how I feel, right? That's kind of how we all react. But remember this, and I say this gently with love, you guys. Other people do not make you angry. It's always what's, what your mind makes it mean that makes you angry. I know this is hard to completely grasp, but it is a universal truth. The things that go on around us, the circumstances that are beyond our control are all actually neutral until we think a thought about it. And when we think a thought about it is what's going to create whatever emotion or feeling we're going to feel about it, right? From the time we're little kids, we're taught the opposite. We're taught that others can hurt our feelings or anger us or make us feel bad, right? Or that others could make us feel happy. My mom taught me how a cookie could make me feel happy. It was a really bad lesson to learn (laughs) because I spent most of my life eating a lot of cookies, trying to make myself feel better, right? How many other people in this world would you want to be in charge of how you are feeling at any given time? I mean, think about that. Are you letting other people manipulate how you feel? I would hear a divorced woman saying how her ex is destroying her life because he's saying and doing things that are constantly upsetting to her. And my reaction is, wow, do you really want your ex of all people in control of your emotional life? Like, really? It makes me want to just grab that woman, drag her home, sit her down and say, listen, let me coach you. (laughs) I'm a life coach. Let me explain to you how this stuff works. Because, oh my gosh, this is like one of the last people you want to control your emotional life. Trust me, I went through a lot of my own 
brain about this right after Jim died because of how his ex-wife was acting about his death. And I really was finding it upsetting. And then I thought to myself, oh my gosh, am I going to let her make me feel this way? No, I am not. That's crazy. Right? So here's the truth. And it does not mean that you cannot choose to feel irked over statements made by others. Right? But you do have a choice in how you feel. So you can feel angry and mad. Just understand that they're not making you angry or mad. You're just choosing to be. Right? So we are choosing our emotions 100% of the time. Our brain creates our emotions through vibration, biological responses it triggers, chemicals it releases, all in response to what we're thinking. Isn't that crazy? I mean, think about that. When you go into fight or flight, right? People, most everybody knows what that is, right? When something really just shocks you and scares you and you're, you can feel your body go into fight or flight where suddenly you have that surge of adrenaline through your system, kind of giving you superhuman strength. Your brain will dilate your pupils open. So you get more light through your eyes and you can see movement better right? It, it just kind of, it heightened your, um, heart rate so that the blood and the adrenaline and the oxygen are moving through your muscles even faster. This is all in preparation to fight or run from the danger. And what triggers all of that? It's not the event. It's the thought you had about the event. And you can't, you almost cannot catch the thought that's going to trigger your fight or flight because it is like lightning fast. It's like speed of light, faster than speed of light. I can't even describe the speed our brain works at, right? Our brain thinks like 60,000 different thoughts a day. Can you imagine how fast they're zinging through our head? But trust me, if you were walking down the street and suddenly there was a leopard coming at you, your thought that you wouldn't be able to catch is, oh my God, I'm going to die right? And your brain would react to that thought immediately with all the, that fight or flight, the, the feeling of fear. It's like the most heightened feeling of fear you can have that triggers that. Okay. And it's triggered by a thought. It's triggered by a thought. When we fall in love, when we think, oh my God, this guy and we get that flush of butterflies in our stomach and it just feels so delicious. Your brain is releasing dopamine, which makes you feel wonderful and endorphins and, oh, there's all kinds of stuff that goes on in your brain as soon as you fall in love, right? And we think about falling in love through our heart. <laughs> we fall in love through our thoughts, Hey, we fall in love through our thoughts. Your brain makes you fall in love. And I can prove this now because I can like fall in love with even people I pass on the street. I can allow that. 
because it feels so good. So once you truly understand this, once you truly understand that it's your thoughts and what you're making something mean in your head that's creating your emotions, it becomes your superpower, right? Because you're not at the mercy of what others say to you. You might initially react to something negatively, but immediately realize it's what you're making it mean. And no, you can choose to make it mean something else. Yeah, most of us are living in a default mode in our brain, but you can live a conscious, deliberate life. You do this by developing thinking skills. The top three thinking skills for what I like to call mental hygiene right? This isn't like, oh, it's mind control. This is just you being aware of what's going on in your head, right? The top three skills are doing thought downloads, recognizing thoughts you want to change. And the third one is changing them. This is actually something I practice daily and you can too. I'm not changing all my thoughts. I'm just picking out the ones that aren't serving me and thinking, how can I do this better for me? Thought downloads are simply this. When you are feeling a reaction to something or an emotion that you would rather not be feeling, sit down for one minute. I'm not kidding you. 60 seconds is all it takes. We all have time for this. One minute with a tablet and start writing every thought that comes into your mind about it as fast as you can. Don't censor your thoughts. Don't try to edit your thoughts. You just write. This is not going to be published in the morning news or anything. So you're safe to just write all that junk out. It's in your brain. It's not who you are. Just get it out on paper. This is just for your own awareness. And it is so easy and fast to do. I've been known to walk out of the grocery store, put my groceries in the trunk of my car, get in my car, throw the keys down on the seat next to me, grab my notebook that I always have stuck in my door, pocket in my car and sit there and do a quick thought download before I start the car and drive home. Yeah, if something really kind of triggered me in some way, or if I find I'm as I'm going down my grocery list and shopping, you know, why have I been feeling this way all day? Oh my gosh, I've really been in a funk. As soon as I get to my car where I can sit there and write, I will write it out. And then drive home. And when I get home and put my groceries away, I'll grab that tablet page out of my car and and sit down and take a look at the thoughts that I've been telling myself. It's just that simple, right? Doing that is going to let you objectively see what your brain has been telling you about it, right? That's why I said, don't edit it. Don't even own those thoughts. You just want to see. Because when I do a thought download, I recognize like a lot of what comes out of my brain is like trash. Really? My brain is telling me this? (laughs) Right? You get to have an honest look at it. What you're choosing to think and make it mean is so important. At this point, you can decide which thoughts are total BS. Because yes, your brain comes up with some whoppers. And which, if any, you want to embrace and keep. And that's leading to step two, thoughts you want to change. Just by recognizing them goes a long way to not giving them weight in your life any longer. 
you'll notice your brain telling you the thought again, because it's like a neuropathway now that's programmed into your brain. And when your brain tells you the thought again, you're going to think, oh, there goes my brain again. If you want a better thought, one that feels better to think, you need to find a thought that you can believe. So that is step three, changing them. It cannot be a pie in the sky kind of affirmation thought. Your brain spots a lie right away. And if you're trying to think something you truly don't believe, your brain is just going to reject it. It does you no good. Pick one of your thoughts on your download that makes you feel especially yucky when you play it through your mind. And now ask yourself what other things you might think about the situation. Thoughts that you can and do believe. An example is um, when a widow says, welcome to the club no one wants. And I think, how horrible, don't drag me into a club to keep me focused on my pain. My feeling is resentful. I'm not going to act well or show up well if I'm feeling resentful. So what else might I choose to think instead of that thought that pops up in my brain? I might choose to think she is trying to be supportive in some way. I mean, I truly believe that. She's not intending to piss me off, clearly. So if she's trying to show her support, I'll feel a little less resentful. I may not still love what she has said, but I'm not fired up about it. I, I can say, hey, thank you for understanding. But you know what? Let's not be a club. Let's just be friends. Right? So I can notice my brain think, don't drag me into your club. Yeah? And I start to notice probably first that I feel a little resentment when someone says it. And then I can remember, oh, yeah, I know that thought and feeling. But really, she, she's not trying to piss me off. She just wants to be supportive and she just wants to be my friend. And that feels way different. When I think she just wants to be my friend, then I feel kind of warm inside. It takes practice and it takes skills. You can begin with the skill outlined above. Those three things, doing a thought download, looking through those thoughts to see what thoughts you might want to keep, what thoughts you might want to change, which thought on that thought download is the one thought that really makes you feel bad. Grab that thought. And then the third step, finding what else you might think or believe about it that feels a little better for you. There is a next level. There's a next step step in your evolution for you to be able to create your own legacy, for you to be able to create your own ideas, your own self-coaching, your own creations by utilizing your own brain and thinking critically. You can learn to come up with questions that help you come up with amazing answers for yourself. This is why I developed the Widow Coaching Center, you guys. Yeah, I know it's a membership, but it's not a club, okay? It is a mentoring, coaching site that I create. I could have created this for the whole world at large to learn how to create their best life. Instead, I mean, you guys know me. 
I created it specifically for widows. You guys are my heart. And I know how much every widow on this planet needs to learn these amazing life-changing skills because these are the skills that changed everything for me and they have changed everything for the widows that I've taught these to. The membership site is not teaching you to life coach. It's not certifying you to be a coach. If you want to do that, reach out to me and we can talk about that class. But what the site is meant for is teaching you how to self-coach, right? The new videos that drop in each month will take you to the next step and the next step so you can create the future for yourself that you want. You can feel better immediately. You can map out what you want in your life and go get it. Trust me, you can. I will teach you to believe in yourself. So if you do want to dig deeper into all this stuff that I've been talking about for 111 episodes now, go to widowcoachingcenter.com and join up now. Get in on the bottom floor, so to speak. Join me on coaching calls where I can coach you. I can answer questions for you guys. Start building your best life. That's what I want for all of you. Until then, remember, you can do a thought download, you can look it over, and you can even pick a thought that you might want to refocus and feel better. Feel better about these trigger things. Hey, if there's trigger things that I miss talking about, if there's something that people tell you that really trigger you, tell me. Come find us in Facebook at Widowed Book Club Group and you can post it. Or you can email me at joanne at joannethelifecoach.com. I'd love to hear from you. So until next time, you guys, I love you. Have, have some joy in your life. Bye.